Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one for 31 years, mom to eight, Nana to six, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. <laughs> See, I, I've got a guest in here with me and she's totally <laughs> distracting me. I will explain in just a moment, but I am also a 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I think I already said that, didn't I? Yeah, you okay. did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler. Today, I am having a conversation with our 18-year-old daughter on modesty, and I'm going to yes. dive into that topic in just a minute. But again, I want to remind you, if you are in the Illinois area, specifically Peoria, Illinois, I am going to be speaking there for the Apache Homeschool Conference happening on March 12th and 13th or the 11th to the 13th. I think I only speak on the 12th and 13th. But if you haven't checked out that conference, I encourage you to go do that. I would love to meet you in person and um, be able to encourage you through the workshop sessions that I'm going to be doing there. Um, I'm also going to be a few other places that I'll anoint anoint, announce (laughs) down the road. You guys will have to forgive us. We're actually on vacation. Um, Okay, believe it or not, we were able to uh, get a house in Florida for the month of February. And judging from the weather that happened over the last several days, because it's now the end of February, Mm -hmm. um, we made a good choice. And we're super grateful that God allowed us to do this. Because the truth is, you know, back in the day when all the kids were home, we really didn't go anywhere. (laughs) We were pretty much home all the time, which I wouldn't change a thing, um, except every now and then, maybe. A little, a little bit of time out, you know, out and about. But anyway, all that to say, um, you know, kept my hand to the plow, uh, really just focused on raising our family. And now we've got um, actually just one living at home. Johanna doesn't even live here anymore or there anymore. Um, so... So we're kind of in a place where we can do this, and we're we're grateful. And so we got to spend this month in Florida, and Johanna actually came with us, and so did Silas, obviously, because he still lives at home, and we call him a hostage. He has to go with us wherever. It's <laughs> stuck with us. Um, so Johanna came with us, and yeah. so uh, we've been wanting to do this podcast for a really long time mm-hmm. because... Um, this has just been a, a journey for her, and she wanted to share that journey um, with you as moms and also daughters. If you uh, you know want to bring your daughters into this um, to listen to this, um, I think you're really going to be blessed because when we talk about modesty, we're not actually we're not we're not meaning frumpy, right? No, no. We're trying to just you know. We want to talk about biblical modesty, um, but not necessarily frumpiness. They're not. They're not, not the, the same, same thing. thing. They're. Yeah. They're. Yeah. So anyway, we wanted to to talk more about that today. Talk about Johanna's journey, and so I actually really haven't even officially introduced her here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Johanna is our eighteen year old. She is our uh, youngest daughter and the seventh out of the eight kids, mm-hmm. and. Um, from day one, this girl had lots of spunk. She had to because, you know, like she was born at the end of a run of four boys. But God knew what he was doing when he when he put her in that position in our family. And my, my husband often has referred to her as the petunia in the onion patch. No offense, boys, if you're listening, which they're probably not. No, no so. probably not. <laughs> um, anyway, so... 
I don't know. Have I ever had you on a podcast before? I don't know. Oh, oh, this is my first time. Oh, well. I'm honored. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, I'm super excited to have her here and have her share her story because I really think it's going to be a blessing to you as moms and to the daughters who are listening. Um, but again, when we talk about modesty, we're not talking about frumpiness. And mm-hmm. we can honestly say... Our family has never really fit the stereotype because you, we all know, oh, yeah. like, there's a stereotype about homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. I think that's changing. Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. But when we first started homeschooling 25 years ago, definitely oh, a stereotype, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, denim dresses, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, jumpers, the dresses, the, you know, I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to offend anybody who wears a denim right, jumper because, right. man, they're comfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're totally comfortable. (laughs) But but we want to really speak to um, just kind of the, um, we want to talk about your journey Mm -hmm. and and what the Lord taught you about modesty. The heart really behind modesty because it's not not just a state of dress, it's a state of the heart. Exactly. And and we are going to get to that point, but where we're really diving in biblically to what the Bible has to say about modesty. But we're going to start by you just quickly telling your story. so when, so just share when did you become aware of how you looked, um, mm-hmm. so that you were actually more intentional about what you wore. Well, um, it all kind of started out with uh, social media just being a very big, honestly, a negative influence. Right. Uh, seeing all these pretty girls and they were getting so much attention, and then I started getting attention on TikTok. I started, you know, getting a lot of followers and. Okay, so. T- Tell us how old you were. I was 17. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had I just turned 17, and um, with that attention, I noticed I got more attention with the more provocative I dressed. And it wasn't it wasn't super bad, but it was not dressing in a Christ-like manner, and my heart was just not in the right place at right, all. Right, right, right. And so what was really influencing you the most when it came to choosing your clothes was what? Um, like you just mentioned, yeah, so mainly yeah. social media. Social media, okay. yeah, big okay. time. Um, and, and probably moms, you're listening, you're like, why, mom? Why did you not say something as a mom? <laughs> you know, um, the truth is a couple of things. Um, you know, it really wasn't. It wasn't. You've told me this. It mm-hmm. wasn't you know, provocative in the average sense of the term. Right. right? The, the bigger issue was my heart right. in all of it, right. not as much my clothes. And that was that was an overflow of the heart. Right, right. And so um, we tend to, you know, like when our kids are getting to be 17, 18, mm-hmm. we do let them make a lot of their own decisions. Right, right. And so we ask the Lord for wisdom to cue us in when we need to say something. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always careful not to say anything too quickly because that can turn into a power struggle. Right. And that's what I didn't want was a power struggle. I didn't necessarily sense, you know, that I needed to say anything at that point. Mm-hmm. It was like a mm-hmm. journey you needed to take. Right. And right. so uh, hopefully that explains it. You know, you know, sometimes you obviously you look back and think, hmm, should I have stepped in a little sooner? You know, right. that's just part of being a parent. You yeah. know, you just kind of have to look back and go, okay, well, I, I was 
somewhat aware. I was mm-hmm. praying about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel strongly because I because I have felt strongly in the past. Like right. yeah. different scenarios have come up with our kids over the years, um, even ones that I wasn't fully aware of. And the Holy Spirit would just say, bam, like in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. you need to talk to this kid about this. And I'd be like, what? Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> and then we'd have that conversation and mm-hmm. I'd find out stuff I didn't know. So I trust God's guidance and leading on this. But again, you know, we all look back and go, hmm, maybe I could have done that a little differently. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the reasons we're doing the podcast is let's 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 have this conversation and I never want my listeners to think I was a perfect mom because I wasn't and I'm not Mm -hmm. and I make mistakes and sometimes I'm distracted and I don't notice when my kids are like maybe doing something or struggling with something I mean obviously the obvious things for the most part I'm tuned in pretty well and and to the Lord and to the kids but you know it's just we're not perfect parents that's Mm -hmm. just the way this goes and we can actually trust in God's sovereignty over um, our lives and over our kids' lives. You know, obviously, again, that's not an excuse to say, well, I don't need a parent because, you know, God's sovereign, you know. Right. <laughs> that right. doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah. But I think everybody's kind of getting a good a good feel for what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, so you talked to me. We, we were kind of going over some of these questions, mm-hmm. and um, you had mentioned that um, social media was influencing the way you chose your clothes. Um, and then you also mentioned to me that you started to notice what kind of guys mm-hmm. you were attracting. So oh, yeah. were you getting direct messaging? Oh, or, yes. Yeah. yeah. I was a lot of peop- guys specifically in my DMs asking, you know, questions that were inappropriate mm. and um that was that starting to cue you in it, it was yeah the kind of people I was attracting and I had felt convicted through this whole thing but I had ignored it right and uh I, I got very good at that mm-hmm. and this was just it was just this constant over and over again God just reaching out and like mm-hmm. look you know just trying to you know and I felt that conviction and at that point that was a, a big turning point for me right 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 and and I think uh, the message here to any young girls women who are listening don't mm-hmm. ignore oh no that yeah, voice like not. be mm-hmm. tuned into it and we can and and as we move forward in this podcast you'll you'll have a better understanding as to why that's so important right, right. you don't want to become hardened um, mm-hmm. because it is easy to become desensitized oh yeah we live in a very sexualized culture oh, for sure so it for is sure everywhere and we have to be so diligent as believers to protect our minds and our hearts mm-hmm. and our eyes and our mm-hmm. ears from the things that aren't pleasing to the Lord because they will eventually it, it's like it's like drinking poison a little bit at a time it is it know? is little even little things just scrolling through Instagram mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. just it does it adds up social media is it, it can be a blessing but mm-hmm. again we want to encourage you to listen to that still small voice even as you scrolling like maybe you know when it's time to just be done because the truth is you can't process all of that very quickly Mm -hmm. and you go through a post you say you go through like 10 posts in 30 seconds well there may be something somewhere along the way that just I don't know like affected you but you didn't realize it because Mm -hmm. you don't have the time to process it so we need to be really careful about that um, scriptures talk about, you know, keeping our mind on things that are pure and lovely and mm-hmm. a good report. Um, and if we're scrolling through things and comparing and, and again, like you were, you were feeling like you weren't, um, and maybe, maybe you were already going to plan to talk about this, but you, yeah. the, how did you feel when you went through social media 
how social media influenced your dress, didn't it kind of come down to how you felt about yourself? Yeah, it came, how you well, it came view down yourself? to comparing, mm. comparing yourself to these women who are, you know, these and these girls who, I mean, their pictures are probably photoshopped to begin with, and right. this is unrealistic standards, right? and they're exposing parts of their body that they shouldn't, and that... You know, those things are, God says our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that is a major mistreatment. These women were not just, you know, non-Christians. These were Christian women as well. And some of them I even looked up to, and I was just kind of shocked. But, you know, thought, oh, well, if they're Christian, they can do that, then I can too. And it's that justification Mm -hmm. or that that justifying Mm it. And, um, yeah, it just, it was a... It was just not healthy. It's like a downward spiral. It was. It was. Okay, yeah. so the the next part of your story. This is really interesting. I think you'll find this 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 um, interesting and encouraging, moms. Um, so the next thing that happened is um, at one point, your brother Sam, yeah. who is two years older than you, um, pulled you aside mm-hmm. and had a conversation with you. Do you want to talk about the gist of it, or you can say, you know? how it went down, just communicate yeah. what happened in that I conversation. I honestly don't even remember his exact wording. His his words just pierced my heart. And I honestly, I was so upset and I was, I actually was angry because of it. What but did he say? What he, was he communicating? He, he said, you know, you can, you, dressing the way you dress is not, it's not Christ-like. It's not reflecting Christ as we're called to, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're going to attract negative attention, which I had seen up until that point so much of, you mm-hmm. know, people DM requests and all of that. Um, how can you stop for a minute and tell me how you handle those DM requests? Um, I ignored most of them, okay. um, but just because I ignored them doesn't mean I didn't read them. I saw right, them, and that right. still made you know. Right. It, it I felt cheapened. Right. And uh, without really even knowing it right. at the moment. Um, right. So Sam just expressed some things to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it really hurt. It, and I think the reason his words had such an impact is because he was just confirming what God was already saying. Right. And I needed to be wrecked Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. in order to just come back to the cross and come back to, you know, what I know was true. Right. And um, embrace that conviction. Right. And you were saying your first response was anger. It was, yeah. It definitely was. I remember that conversation Mm -hmm. very vividly. And he, I was just like, I was talking to him afterwards, and you could just, when he knew how you ultimately responded, like you, how upset you were, yeah, um, it hurt him, oh. you know. And so I'm watching his face because that was not what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I tried to say it as gently as I could, but it needed to be said. And it's like yeah. it's okay, you know, it's mm-hmm. okay for you to to say that. And um, so this what i guess one of the things i wanted to point out in this is when you raise your kids to love each other well mm-hmm. to treat each other um like the scriptures talk about in the new testament of um you know the new testament gives directives for how the body of christ is to function together and how we are to treat each other and right. what are the boundaries right mm-hmm. all of those boundaries work really well in sibling relationships because essentially you're teaching your children how to be the body of Christ to each other. And I talk about this Mm -hmm. a lot in my uh, uh, sibling series or nurturing sibling relationship series. There's about four episodes in there. But 
And also, um, I talk about this in, um, I do this talk a lot at uh, conferences, too. And mm-hmm. a lot of parents show up for those because, uh, you know, it's it's something we all want as parents. We want to nurture their sibling relationships. So um, all that to say, that conversation, even though it was hard, it was a defining moment for Johanna. It was. And it actually meant more coming, probably more coming from her sibling mm-hmm. than it would have from us. Which is, you know, that's kind of how, that's kind of the nature of things. Um, The siblings end up being an accountability to a certain degree and almost like the peer pressure. Exactly. That that our kids would normally have in school. And Mm -hmm. so if you can um, continually invest in your kids and in their relationships and in, in teaching them how to be the body of Christ to each other, this is the fruit of that. You like instead of continuing down that path, mm-hmm. you hit a major like obstacle in right. your brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who said, hello. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> Something's but, not right here. Yeah. Because oh, you probably didn't expect it because our family doesn't we're not up in each other's business oh, all the no, time. No. Right? It's that's not what we're about. But when we see something we that we believe mm-hmm. is going to actually be detrimental to the other person, we are not afraid to have that conversation. We yep. dread it. Oh yeah. We have to pray about it. Mm-hmm. We we are like, oh I'm not looking forward to this. But because we love the others so much, and you siblings love each other so much, you mm-hmm. are willing to have that convers- that hard conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is one of the one of the wonderful fruits and benefits of homeschooling and really building a strong family life. You know, right. we, I always say that homeschooling should revolve around family. Family life, not family life around the you know schoolwork, quote right, unquote. Exactly, because this mm-hmm. is what you're building. Mm-hmm. You're teaching your kids how to build relationships and um, for life with spouses and friends and employees and employers and coworkers and all of that. And that hap- starts at home in their childhood with their siblings. And um, I expound on that quite a bit in my new book, The Four-Hour School Day, which is coming out in June. (laughs) Pre-orders, I think, are happening in April. But you guys, I'm really excited about this. But um, let's get back to the topic. Um, So that kind of wrecked you. And then Mm -hmm. what happened after that? I mean, you're mad. And then what happened? And then I I just realized... uh you know, in that anger and stuff. And I told you, I, I can't hold a grudge. I just can't. Oh, yeah. That's not who I am. We I'm talking about yeah. that today. <laughs> so, um, I, I, you know, I had time to process and to pray and to think. And I was like, you know, he is, he is right. And God has been trying to tell me this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been listening. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, at, at that point, I obviously didn't have a very good view of my own body. Right. And so I was like, God, I just need you to to heal me, you know, and to right. fix that and right. um, help me develop a better, healthier view of my body. And just right. w- like f- feminism really has, has ruined that mm-hmm. for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And so, so I have a question for you. Yes. Looking back, I know that you learned a lot from this and that it, it, it and we're going to talk about where it took you, which was a really good place. Mm-hmm. But if you could give advice or counsel to a mom and her young daughter, say they're, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, mm-hmm. okay, or even, you know, or older than that, but as young as, you know, 11 or 12, what would you say in regards to social media? Um, when it comes to, like, how much exposure, how much would you let them be on there, knowing what you know now? 
Yeah, I would definitely say keeping it to a limit and, mm-hmm. and knowing who you're following because mm-hmm. that is in your feed. And so, right. you know, if you're following people who, you know, like I was following people who wore provocative clothing and maybe were not good role models, just right. understand who you're following and what's going to be in your feed. That makes a big difference as right. well. But So that sounds something along the lines of what we would have done before there was ever social media and, and people and our kids were making friends and yeah. we're checking in and we're saying, so what kind of friend is this, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But how, I'm trying to think how in the world a mom would like have that kind of input into her daughter's social because social media works really fast like you can add a lot of friends really quickly and you know mom's making dinner and doing other things she's not going to know maybe she's only checking in once a week and you know now you've got 100 new friends and so I I think it might be something where they have to work it out relationally yeah where you know maybe mom asks once a week you know have you added new friends to social media what are they like do you feel like you know that Mm -hmm. they can be in agreement that there's going to be a standard and that mom is going to help keep the daughter accountable um, in a loving way, in a gracious mm-hmm. way. But but it's all ultimately for the good because we want, we want our daughters to have a healthy body image. And right. that, that it, which, you know, when you tell me, you know, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have a healthy body image. I, ladies, I'm sitting across from the cutest girl <laughs> with the greatest little figure and you would never think, oh, she had, you know, body image issues. Mm-hmm. But it's such a mental thing it and is. such an emotional thing. It really is. And all, all of us want to be loved. We want eventually romance. Oh, yeah. We want the right man. I mean, that God mm-hmm. put that in our hearts. And so I don't want to, like, say these desires are bad right like right, they're natural right. desires but when we we pursue the um satisfaction of those desires in anything other than what god has ordained mm-hmm. that's when we cross into dangerous territory yep that's right. so when we're going into the social media and we're trying to get that good feeling that feeling of acceptance or that feeling of i'm beautiful and worth being loved mm-hmm. um and paid attention to from that that's going to be ultimately devastating because you are putting your value and what other people think of you other people's you know confirmation by right. comments and likes and that's not fulfilling right the only it, w- way mm-hmm. you'll be fulfilled is through christ right and it's fear of it's it's kind of a fear of it man is. versus a fear of god when we talk about mm-hmm. being accepted it's we're worried about what people think yep like we and we want them to think well of us and we that's all right. struggle with that that's not that's nothing new yeah, yeah um but but the scriptures say that you know the beginning of the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom we can't fear the Lord and fear man at the same time. That's exactly it's right. It's like it, mm-hmm. they're mutually exclusive. So mm-hmm. we want to fear the Lord first. That's the beginning of wisdom, and he's going to take us down a down a journey of wisdom when we choose to fear him first. Um, and the, the New Testament talks about comparing. Is that a verse you, you were going to share about comparing ourselves with each other? Because I don't want to I don't want to take your notes. Um. <laughs> Jump ahead. But there is a scripture in the New Testament that talks about that it is not wise to compare ourselves. And so, moms, I want you also to be listening. You're setting an example to your daughters when you allow the fear of man to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to be careful that we're setting an example as well. And none of us has a perfect body, right? But this is the body that God has given us. And, mm-hmm. and pro- maybe there's things we can do to 
be healthier, yeah, you know, because it's not about being thin as a rail mm-hmm. and looking like a, you know, thin, you know, emaciated model. Right. right. It's about health. Like, mm-hmm. let's take care of our bodies because mm-hmm. they are a gift from the Lord and they're the only body we get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So yeah. if we wear it out or don't take care of it, ultimately, we're going to pay the price and we're not going to be able to fulfill as well. The purposes that Absolutely. God has called us to. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, that's one of one of my motivations in exercising when I was younger before having a family was because mm-hmm. I wanted to have a family. Oh, yeah. I wanted a healthy body so that mm-hmm. I could have healthy babies and, you know, pregnancy would go well and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I might have been a little strange compared to my peers, but <laughs> I was thinking very early about that. And right. I think... I think that's again a God-given desire. So it's a very positive motivation. It is, and so yeah. young women and girls, if you're listening, um, that is a, a biblical, natural God-given desire to have a family. So never mm-hmm. be ashamed of that. Yeah. Never be mm-hmm. ashamed that you want to be a wife and a mom. And it's you know if God's called you to you know something else in the meantime or whatever, that's that's totally fine. You follow the Lord's lead, of but course. never be ashamed of the fact that you desire to be ultimately a wife and a mom. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there, and hopefully I'm not taking us too far off track. <laughs> I just I'm I'm just thinking about you know, youth and young yeah. women and kind of the thoughts we have oh, and yeah. and like the desires. I, I guess I yeah. wanted to get back to that. That desire that God puts in us to be loved by a man, to be um, admired, to be thought beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's where we want to get into what you're wanting to share today yeah. because that's where God led you. Yeah. Yes. So, all right. So um, at this point... You 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 realized what was happening, mm-hmm. and that made you want to dig deeper, right? It did, and mm-hmm. find the truth about what God has to say about. I mean, what what started the journey? Was it about modesty? Was it about your body image? It was. It was with. It was body image, and then you know that was that comes al- along with that comes right. modesty. Right. And I realized that my the state of the heart was not um, good either. And so I, I did studies and I tried very hard to find a solid answer. Like, Oh, this is exactly how long that your shorts need to be. See, in Romans, it says three inches above the knees. Yeah, exactly. And I was (laughs) trying to find that and I was so frustrated because I couldn't Mm. find that anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, and then, you know, I just read about, I read in Romans 14, it talks about personal conviction and modesty does look different to different women. And I think some women feel personally convicted to wear long skirts. And I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think that's so great. I'm telling you, I've seen some women who do that and they rock it. Like they look beautiful beautiful. all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I really do think it's down to personal conviction. And there is a line, you know, between what is modest and what is not. And I feel like that's pretty, a pretty fine line, you know, and also based on your body, like different body types are going to need to cover certain areas more mm-hmm. or less or mm-hmm. whatever, it kind of, it varies. Right. It varies. We had this conversation the other we day, mm-hmm. you know, big booty, if you're, yeah. <laughs> big chest. If you're blessed in those you know, areas, yeah. you have to be more careful and be aware of Just that. Just be aware of that. And, and again, mm-hmm. all of that's a gift from the Lord. It like is. he created you. Like he had that in mind when he put you together that, right. you know, this is what you would, this is the shape you would have. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, maybe there's things we can do to be healthier, you know, right. if we're, you know, feeling like we're actually not healthy, then that's a whole mm-hmm. nother topic. Right, right. But um, because sometimes I think 
body image can be related to a little bit of conviction that we need to work on some things Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, so yeah, it it can be tied in that for sure. Yeah. So it's really important to really just be listening for the Lord's voice. He's so kind and gentle. Mm -hmm. And I always love how, when I ask him, would you, you know, the first thing I always want to deal with is the heart. And that's what we're talking about today is like, Lord, um, show me my heart. And it sounds like that's kind of Maybe you didn't say it that way, but ultimately you were you recognized that it was your heart oh, yeah. that was mm-hmm. the issue. Mm-hmm. And so God was good to reveal that first because, you know, the Bible talks about guarding your heart yeah. because everything you do flows from it. All That's life right. flows from your heart. So it's mm-hmm. super important to be guarding that. And so you're going to talk about some ways that you can do that through, right. by being uh, aware of the scriptures and what they say about modesty and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and share. I know you've got several scriptures. Oh, yeah. So I, I would love to start off with this quote by John MacArthur. I love it so much. And I came across it um, shortly after I decided to, um, you know, try to be more modest in my clothing. Um, he says, a woman who focus, whose focus is on worshiping God will consider carefully how she is dressed because her heart will dictate her wardrobe and appearance. I have never found anything to be more true than that. Mm-hmm. Um like you were talking about the overflow of the heart. Right. Um, and that does go into your, your dress. Um, I think, and like I was saying earlier, uh, we, we know the scriptures clearly state to dress modestly. We see that in 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 10. Uh, but, you know, what, is, what does that mean in modern society? Right, you know, as, right. as dress has changed so much, mm-hmm. what was modest 50 years ago and what was feminine 50 years ago has changed. Right. And so how do we, you know work with that. And I think that it, like I said, personal conviction, mm-hmm. um, definitely plays into that. Um, but like I also said, we don't think we have to dress ourselves from head to toe. Um, right. Right. I think, you know, to, you can dress attractively without being immodest within the Lord's guidelines. There's room for you to be lively and vibrant and beautiful in both your actions and your dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you had some other scriptures that you wanted to share. I know yeah. one of the things we talked about before we started, uh, before we started this podcast, we were talking about slavery. You know um, that we're not a slave to anything, and and when you were dressing the way that you were dressing, and you were really a slave to man mm-hmm. and a slave to your insecurities. And I know the scriptures say something about slavery. Yeah, yeah. First Corinthians six twelve says, "I am not I." You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. And I was. Mm-hmm. I was a slave to, mm-hmm. you know, to man and, right. and not to God. Right. And to trying to find that that security that you were looking for. Mm-hmm. And this is, just, this is just such a common theme in every area of life, when we start to look anywhere else for our safety and our security, um, it's it, it never ends well mm-hmm. because it's it you can liken it to back in the you know the Old Testament when the Israelites Moses was up on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments right yeah. it's a big deal, <laughs> and the people of Israel could not wait long enough mm-hmm. for him to come back and speak to them. I don't even remember. How, it wasn't very long. It was a few days. And, and all of a sudden, they were melting all their gold, 
creating a golden calf to to worship because they were looking for something yeah. for safety and security. Uh-huh. And if you walk, walk through Scripture and all these different stories, like when Abraham totally sold out Sarah oh, twice, yeah. right? Yeah. Told the king, you know, basically said she was his sister mm-hmm. because he was pretty sure that they would put him to death because she was beautiful and the king would want him want her as his wife and right, he, and right. he, not, he didn't just do this once he did it twice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like and yet i i know that he eventually become, became stronger in his faith yeah. and um you know ultimately he was found faithful oh, yeah. right um, god what said it that he was a you know right. a he man was, after his own heart well he said um that his faith was it something was counted as righteousness. His his trust, his, his basically trust. his faith mm-hmm. and his trust in God was counted as righteousness. So ultimately, you know, he he got he he ended up being known for his faithfulness, even right. though he messed up and those times. Mistakes. But in those yeah. moments, he was looking for safety and security in the wrong place. Exactly, right? exactly. King David did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you think about that and and begin to think about when we get tripped up in life, it really a lot of it comes back to oh. I'm looking to that for my yeah. security and my safety instead of the Lord. It and also takes humility. It too. does. It, like, that's a big part of it. I'm a very prideful it person. It, that was very difficult for me. It's humbling myself enough to just say, I need, you know, I need his help and right. I need to you right. know, rest in him. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. It's, it's, that's kind of the, the ongoing challenge in our walk with the Definitely. Lord is just being able to understand and acknowledge that we need him. So mm-hmm. what does the Bible say? It talks about humility. It says um, those who basically in due time, uh, basically he will lift up the humble mm-hmm. in his time. Right. But it, it humility is required of us. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was our perfect example, right? Yeah, that's he right. was a perfect example of humility. Here he is, the son of God. Like he's literally the son of of God, and yet it says he humbled himself even unto death, mm-hmm. death on a cross. And so, you know, <clears throat> sometimes it's really painful to humble ourselves mm-hmm. until I think about that. Then I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I guess I can <laughs> do so this. <laughs> <laughs> and what I found is that, you know, as I humble myself before the Lord, he just is so good and he pours himself out, oh, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just like, He's right there, like ready to bless us. But yeah. it, there's a certain amount of, you know, that's required of us. Yeah, we have you know? to do our part. We have to do our part, mm-hmm. and then he blesses it. And and the reason he did it this way, well, the reason he tells us to do it this way is because mm-hmm. he created us, right? Right. He knows better than we do what's mm-hmm. best for us. And, um, and, you know, I always think about how, you know, if an artist creates something, a pot, let's just say, Mm -hmm. and they give that pot to somebody as a gift and they say, oh, don't put this in the oven and don't do this and don't do that. Okay, well, I'm going to listen to them because they created the pot, right? Right. They know what's going to keep the pot in the best working order, not crack it, break it, ruin it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with God and the boundaries that he puts on us, right? He wants Mm -hmm. us to put our minds on things that are good and a good report. He wants us to, to guard our hearts. He gives us these instructives, not because he's just trying to be a jerk or ruin our good time, you know, which is basically what the culture tries to tell us, you know. They think there's freedom in just no boundaries. Yeah. But there is freedom in God's 
um, God's boundaries yeah. and His guidelines because um, they're set there out of just a deep, deep love for us. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. that's important to remember. And I think that's an important thing to remember when it comes to modesty. Uh-huh. You know, like you were saying, <clears throat> listen, listen for that still small voice. Yeah. You know, when you're putting something on it. What did the pastor mm-hmm. say that one day about when you think this? Yeah. While you're getting dressed, yeah. you might want to like. This looks, oh, these look good today, you know. Maybe you should not be wearing that. <laughs> and it That's was right. a very good point. It was a good point. And that was also very convicting. Yeah, you know? because you're like, okay, if this is really standing out, you're like, ooh, maybe not. this shouldn't be standing yeah. out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. And also, just, pr- pr- I mean, we are also supposed to preserve those things for our husbands as women. Uh, those are yes, gifts to our husbands. Yes, and I yes. cannot tell you how much your husband will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I've talked to, you know, my brothers about that. And right. they, they're just like, there is no greater gift than like when a woman pr- preserves herself for her husband and right. saves herself. And yes. it, that's, it's purity. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, that's, that's value. And that, right. you know, that's. It's beautiful. That's absolutely true. And I think that's something um, that we have to remember is there is likely your guy out there. Uh-huh. You probably haven't met him yet and you don't know who he is, mm-hmm. but it's really a cool thing to be thinking about him and praying for him. Right. I used to do that um, years before I met your dad mm-hmm. because... Um, I don't know. I I think it helped me stay focused on, you know, remaining pure, keeping those boundaries because I wanted because I didn't want to get to that point of meeting this guy and then have all these regrets. Right. And I wanted to, you know, just be able to go into that relationship as pure as possible mm-hmm. and and honor him in that way and right. um it's crazy to me that we can start respecting our future husbands now. Yes. And today. Exactly. And that that's exciting, honestly. Because it, it, it helps you look forward to that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can tell him that. You know, right. oh, I, you know, three years ago, I was thinking of you and I was dressing properly and, right. you know, all of that. I and was praying, praying about you. you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. I used to, um, I think I may have journaled even, like, you can write letters to oh, your future yeah, husband. Yeah. That's really fun, too. That's very cool. Because um, that can really be just a, a really great gift mm-hmm. when you when you finally you know meet the person and realize they're the one and you can share that with them. Yeah, and while you're um, single, it kind of gets you excited exactly. for it, and, and you it, can pour your heart mm-hmm, out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like a pre, sort of a pre dating, pre marriage, you know, kind of thing. That's yeah. that's really fun to do. So, um, did you have any other scriptures, or did you, have you pretty much covered it? Um, I think I pretty much covered okay, it. Okay, yeah. there was a quote that you read me that you kind of wrote out yourself. Do you oh. have that I did. I think I already said it. Okay. Well, it. we're going to end with that quote because I think it was very, very good. Okay. And this isn't the John MacArthur one, right? This is the one that you wrote. Yes. Okay. I said that you can dress attractively without being immodest. Within the Lord's guidelines, there is room for you to be lively, vibrant, beautiful in both your actions and your dress. Mm, I love that. Oh, amen. So on that note, we're going to close in prayer. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time together, God. I thank you for Johanna's testimony, Lord, for this um, just such a great story, such a great God story. Um, Lord, you're the one who's writing our story. And so what we really want to do 
is to press into you so that we're walking out the story that you have for us, God, because we know that it's the best story ever and you are the best author ever. And so we thank you for what you taught Johanna through um, through this difficult circumstance. I thank you uh, for every mom and young woman listening. I pray that um, they are encouraged and um just inspired to continue to walk faithfully with you um, individually and also as mother and daughter. God, I want to pray specifically over the mother-daughter relationships of those who are listening right now, and I pray your blessing over those relationships. God, I've had really great relationships with all three of our daughters, and, and that's not to say they were perfect, and that's not to say they were not some really hard times, but God, I thank you that you brought us through those difficult times and and that ultimately we have healthy relationships. And I pray that for every mom and daughter who's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 